Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. For the next hour, the airwaves belong to you. Sit down, strap in, and let's head to WGR's Fast Track. All right, take a nice big deep breath, buddy. With your host, let's go out there and have a good day, all right, buddy. Dave Buchanan. Good morning, race fans. 11.03 here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Dave Buchanan and WGR's Fast Track. Happy race day. Thanks for joining us here this morning. Coming up on today's show, the NASCAR Spring Cup Series is back in Pocono, Pennsylvania, the Tricky Triangle for today's race. Weather permitting, though, of course, once again, Mother Nature rearing her ugly head in Pocono after rain delaying one race there already this year. Um, back to uh, the uh, only Monday race we've had so far here in 2016 was at Pocono earlier this season. Well, that could be a possibility today because it is raining in Pocono, but we'll get a update and a weather report from Kyle Ricky of the Motor Racing Network. He'll join us in about... 12 minutes as Kyle will be part of today's broadcast that you will hear on WGR coverage starting at 1.30 this afternoon and we'll carry the race here hopefully in its entirety on WGR. Uh, some breaking news here this morning but uh, want to get to your phone calls too. The phone lines are open here this morning 803-0551-888-552-550. You can also tweet us at FastTrack550 and also Facebook.com slash track. But breaking news this morning, and it was kind of in a in little bit about what I wanted to talk about today, and that is the, the Toyota camp in NASCAR and their domination of the sport pretty much this season in all three major national touring series. The Toyotas of Joe Gibbs Racing and their uh, friends at Furniture Row Racing have been uh, dominating the sport so far this year in all three major series. Well, a little bit of breaking news today tied into that as uh, some reports now coming out of Pocono this morning that expect as early as this week, Furniture Row, Furniture Row Racing is going to announce that they're going to be starting a second Cup Series team in 2017. And it is rumored that that driver will be Joe Gibbs Racing Development driver Eric Jones. That is, uh, the starting of the second team is is confirmed. Uh, Fox Sports had this morning that uh, they've talked to the folks at Furniture Row, and that is, that's a done deal. There's going to be a second team. The driver part is still up in the air, although signs likely pointing that it's going to be Eric Jones and that Furniture Row will expand to two teams in 2017. So that'll be uh, big for the Toyota and Joe Gibbs contingent because Furniture Row Racing is a part of the... Um, it is an associate team to Joe Gibbs Racing. They share information back and forth, and they all run the same uh, Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota engines, which is uh, part of the reason why Martin Truex Jr. has been having such a good season this year. And, in fact, Martin Truex will start on the pole today at Pocono, uh, taking the top spot in qualifying on Friday afternoon, and it'll be shared by Joe Gibbs Racing uh, driver Carl Edwards. It'll be an all-Toyota front row with Truex and Edwards on the front row. Row two, Paul Menard, new crew chief this week in Danny Stockman, and he qualified third for today's race. Danny Hamlin, another Joe Gibbs car in fourth. Ryan Newman qualifying fifth. Tony Stewart, uh, who's been on a good run as of late, and he's trying to get warmed up for the chase. He'll start six today. Brad Keselowski and Chase Elliott in row four. And another Joe Gibbs driver in Matt Kenseth starts ninth. And Joey Logano 
rounds out the top 10. Kyle Larson and Austin Dillon round out your top 12 starters. And how about Richard Childress Racing and qualifying uh, this weekend? All three of their cars made it into the top 12. That's pretty impressive uh, considering that uh, they have struggled at times this year, but uh, they were on it on qualif- during qualifying on Friday as they put all three of their drivers uh, into the um, top 12 in uh, qualifying on Friday for today's race at Pocono. And all three of the uh, Richard Childress cars kind of fighting their way, trying to make their way into the chase, of course. Uh, all three drivers still looking for a win this year, but all trying to point themselves into the chase. And uh, all three still have a chance here late in the regular season. So a good qualifying effort for the Richard Childress racing folks. But, of course, Toyota gives Furniture Row on the front row for today's race. And that's one of the things I want to hear from you about at 803-0551-888-550-2550. The Toyota domination of the three uh, national touring series in NASCAR. Uh, how much of it is it an issue for you as a fan? I mean, if you're a, a Kyle Busch fan or a Carl Edwards fan or a Denny Hamlin fan, you probably love it because you see your guy up front each and every week. But for those of you that have been, let's say, Hendrick fans, uh, Jimmy Johnson fans, even Jeff Gordon or Casey Kane fans who have been so used to seeing your guys dominate the sport for the last you know decade or so, um, watching the, the Hendrick car struggle and seeing the, the Gibbs cars now have all the, the great performances uh how much does it bother you to to see how well the Gibbs cars and the Toyotas have been performing here in 2016 I know a, a, there's peep there's a contingent of fans out there that don't like the the Toyota group for the simple fact that it is technically a foreign car manufacturer although when you look at it Toyota actually produces more cars and trucks in America than Ford and, and Chevy do these days uh, Toyota does have, have some plants here in, in the United States, and they, they produce many of their cars here right in America, in America even though it is a, a foreign-owned uh, auto manufacturer. So there is obviously a certain contingent of the fan base that doesn't like Toyota simply based on that fact, uh, the, uh, the, uh, an older generation, of course. Um, and then, of course, Toyota has, or the, the Gibbs team has some drivers that also are very unpopular with fans. Of course, Kyle Busch, the, the great villain of the sport that he is, um, you know, Denny Hamlin also has his fair share of, uh, I guess you could say, haters in the sport. Uh, so that also, I'm sure, doesn't make things any better. Had it be if it was Dale Earnhardt Jr. doing really well in a Toyota, or Chase Elliott, or Jimmy Johnson, or, or Casey Kane, someone like that, performing so well in a Toyota, maybe it would be a little bit different. But the fact that on top of it being a Toyota, that Kyle Busch, you know, is, you know, the way he dominated things last weekend in Indianapolis, winning the pole and winning the race for both races last weekend in Indianapolis, uh, I think so, I think it makes it even a harder pill to swallow for some fans. Um, but I have no problem with it personally. Uh, I think the, the manufacturer identity in the sport is not as big a draw to current fans as it is you know, older race fans that have grown up with NASCAR in, in the 70s and 80s. The old uh, you know, win on Sunday, buy on Monday mentality. I don't think it's as strong as it as it is then as it is now. I should say uh, the, the cars are bare f- little resemblance to their their showroom counterparts compared to what they were in the '60s and '70s and even into the '80s until NASCAR started, uh, you know, changing the the body types and the chassis and everything. And it's more t- and it's now a, a you know pr- purely racing produced car that they race versus taking a uh, a 
factory produced car and, and turning into a race car the the whole the, the whole reason why they're called stock cars you know that that connotation is, is in name only now the way that these these vehicles are prepared so the appearance to their showroom counterparts are pretty much non-existent these days so while you do see the the branding decals on the front of the car and you do have the manufacturer support especially from Toyota who seems to be making the biggest investment in NASCAR these days especially with the TRD the engine program uh, you know they they have invested a lot of money after for years you know you you would always see the last couple of years before this year it always seemed like it was the Joe Gibbs cars you know having engines expire you you don't see a lot of um engines expiring in the sport these days but a lot of them in recent years had come from the Joe Gibbs camp and that that had been a lot of talk over the last couple of years and took them out of some championship contentions with their drivers um that has not been the case this year the TRD engine program uh is running as better than ever and a big reason why they're dominating not only in the Spring Cup Series, they're also dominating uh, in the Truck Series. William Byron, a rookie, he won this weekend in Pocono. He's got five wins this year. He leads the points in a KBM truck, Kyle Busch Motorsports. Although if you listen to Darrell Walls Jr. this weekend, he said that the KBM truck program is pretty much a Joe Gibbs racing operation. And then in the Xfinity Series, Toyota is not leading the points. Elliott Sadler is leading the points for Junior Motorsports, but the winningest driver is Eric Jones. He's got three wins. He won this weekend, too, at Iowa Speedway. So the Toyotas have the most wins uh, out of all three t- major touring series in NASCAR, and they lead the points in two out of the three uh, major national touring series in NASCAR. And uh, they're going to expand their operations, apparently, in 2017 with the addition of a second team at Furnished Row Racing, and likely it's going to be Eric Jones uh, behind the wheel of that car. Again, that was breaking news this morning. Again, 803-0551-888-550-2550. Jeff Gordon, of course, is going to be back behind the wheel of the 88 car today at Pocono. It's his second race that he'll be, he will be filling in for Dale Earnhardt Jr., who is still uh, dealing with some concussion-like symptoms. Dale Jr. said this week that he feels he's if as he's if on the uh, backside of uh, what he's going through right now. He thinks he's closer to returning than ever before, but still no official timetable, uh, still no official announcement on who is going to drive the car next weekend at Watkins Glen, of course. Um, And and now it's interesting. Jeff Gordon now, today will be his 799th career start in the Sprint Cup Series. I mean, now, doesn't Jeff just want to make one more start and get to an even 800 just, just to have that that stat uh, on his resume for his career? I mean, he's already, already already had a Hall of Fame career, obviously, but wouldn't you want to just, instead of retiring with 799, want to retire with 800 career starts? So I wonder if, if uh, you know, Jeff might be more willing to jump into the 88 car again next weekend at Watkins Glen, even if Dale Jr. might be ready to come back. They just put him in there one more time to get the even 800 starts. Um, but still no official announcement. Jeff Gordon's stance is pretty much he'll continue to drive the car as long as they need him. It, uh, the comments he's made this weekend at Pocono that he will remain in the car for as long as they need him. He doesn't seem like he's going to be getting out. So if Dale Jr. can't go at Watkins Glen, it sounds like it would be Jeff Gordon, uh, not some kind of other uh, you know road course specialist, although obviously Jeff it, it does pretty well on the road course road courses in, in his career. Uh, they won't. They won't look to bring in some kind of, you know, um, like a, a Patrick Carpentier or a Jacques Villeneuve or Sam Hornish or, or someone else that uh, excels on the road courses. That it will likely be uh, Jeff Gordon 
getting start 800 next weekend at Watkins Glen um, if Dale Jr. can't go. And again, still no official determination, but again, from uh, Dale's comments this week, he feels as if he's on the backside of what he's going through, but still not sure if he'll be ready to go. And of course, he'll have to pass some tests with NASCAR too before he can get certified to get back behind the seat. Uh, we'll hear more uh, about this uh, with Michael Printup from Watkins Glen. Michael was uh, on with Howard Simon actually Friday morning, um, and we're going to take a we're going to have a snippet of his comments and play those back in the second segment. Um, some updates. From the test session that they had this weekend, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, there's about a dozen Sprint Cup teams that tested uh, at Watkins Glen. And the actually the biggest thing to come out of that was Brad Keselowski. I don't know if you've seen the crash yet or uh, the after, the uh, what the car looked like after, but, but Brad Keselowski kind of did what Denny Hamlin and Jimmy Johnson have done in, in similar situations where you go down that big, long, fast front straightaway at Watkins Glen and instead of making that 90-degree right-hander into turn one, the car just kept going straight and plowed into the wall. And uh, it appears that uh, a faulty installation of a brake line was the culprit of why Brad could not get the car slowed down. Uh, people thought maybe throttle stuck or, or some other issue with the two-car, but a, a faulty installation of a brake line uh, allowed did not allow Brad to slow the car down, and it went straight into the uh, tire barriers, and uh, it messed up the uh, two car severely uh, luckily Brad was okay he walked away from it and he made some um, some comments afterward afterwards but uh, he is good to go for today's race and actually it's interesting if you remember a few years ago Brad did some testing at Ro- Road America and crashed and broke his foot and then he went out the next week and won so there's uh, some folks saying that Brad could be a favorite today just because of the simple fact that his uh, his uh, testing wreck at Watkins Glen this week might just give him the uh, motivation to win at Pocono. Speaking of Pocono, let's go to the AT&T hotline and bring in one of the voices you'll hear on today's broadcast of the Pennsylvania 400, courtesy of the Motor Racing Network here in WGR. Kyle Rickey joins us on the line. Kyle, it's Dave Buchanan here in Buffalo. Good morning. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Doing well, and unfortunately... I guess as tradition, whenever we talk about Pocono, Kyle, uh, we need to start with a weather report, unfortunately, this morning. Well, do you want the good news or the bad news? Uh, let's, Let's start with the good news. All right. The good news is the sun is out right now, and there's blue sky over the racetrack. Good. All right. So the bad news is it's rained all morning. <laughs> I think one of we, well, there's some, some flooding in one, the, the region that we're in right now, and there's possibility of some more rain on the way. In fact, I see the next shower coming over turn one right now, but at least the sun is out for now. Hopefully this clears up and we can get underway. Probably going to be a delayed start, but hopefully we do get it in this afternoon. So we should alert our producers that uh, MRN is going to be throwing it back to the affiliates at, at some time this afternoon. There is a uh, there is a chance that that's going to happen, yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, Kyle, but uh, hopefully they, they do get the race today. Uh, what do you expect for today's race? Of course, last time we were in Pocono, they had some weather issues as well. Kurt Busch got the win. What do you expect for this second visit to the Tricky tri- Triangle here in 2016? Yeah, Kurt Busch got the win. Again, it was a fuel mileage race, and it seems like no matter how these races play out, no matter when the cautions fall, or if they're 400 miles or 500 miles, it seems to come down to fuel mileage. I think one of the biggest surprises when we were here in June is that there were no Toyotas in the top five. And, of course, the Toyotas have been the dominant force this year at, at uh, Joe Gibbs Racing. All four of their teams have won. Furniture Row Racing with, with Martin Truix Jr., they have won. And I, 
I anticipate them being competitive here today. I don't think we're going to see them shut out of the top five. And, in fact, I think we'll probably end up seeing one of them the victory lane here this afternoon. And, and my money right now, at least early on here today, is Martin Truex Jr., today's pole sitter. Hey, Kyle, it seems like, and I'm not at the track, you guys are in the garage, of course, but just from what I see on social media and quotes from radio communication and everything, it seems like the garage around NASCAR for the teams outside of Joe Gibbs Racing and Furnish Row Racing, uh, the frustration levels are starting to peak, it seems like, with the other teams concerned with how well the, the Joe Gibbs and Furnish Row teams are performing this season. Would that be a correct assumption? Yeah, no, that's safe. Um, that's safe. There's a lot of head scratching going on right now, wondering how we can catch them. And it's amazing how quick the tables have turned. Because mm-hmm. It was not a year and a half ago that Joe Gibbs Racing, I mean, they were popping motors every week. They yep. can seemingly get out of their own way. They hit on something late, middle to late last year. I guess it was probably the second race here at Pocono. And ever since then, a year ago at this point, um, they've been pretty unbeatable no matter where we go, whether it be the big tracks, the super speedways, the, the short tracks. And there's a lot of head scratching. Uh, Team Penske seems like they can stay with them, but they have struggled to beat them. Henrik Motorsports, you know, they, they've had a tough – it's been like yeah. 15 races, I believe, since the last time they went to victory lane. And that team is obviously going through a lot this season with getting Chase Elliott up to speed and obviously the, the recent issues with Dale Earnhardt Jr. being out of the car and bringing Jeff Gordon out of retirement. So they've been distracted – yeah, everyone's catching Joe Gibbs racing right now, and it's not just in this series. It's in the Xfinity series as well. Eric Jones won again yep. last night, his fifth win of the year. Uh, William Byron in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series uh, from Kyle Busch Motorsports. You know, there I think there's a little bit of alliance there with Joe Gibbs racing, <laughs> and you know they've been dominating in the truck series. And, and it doesn't help though that on top of the the strong TRD engine development, uh, they do have a pretty stout line of hev- heavy hitters though, Kyle too, with their driver lineup, especially in the Cup Series. Uh, it, it's it's very emblematic of what Hendrick put together at their peak with with yep. Jeff and Jimmy and, and Dale and Casey. But you you've got you know the defending series champion. You've got Carl Edwards, Denny Hamlin, a former champion of Matt Kenseth. Uh, it, it also it doesn't help that they have one of the best lineups in, in the sport. Oh, absolutely, great drivers right now. And you know, throw in you. I think you mentioned Martin Truex Jr., who is consistently at the front of the field week in and week out. Very rarely do you see him get involved in something on the racetrack. Same as with Matt Kenseth and and Denny Hamlin. Carl Edwards is always good, and and obviously last year's champion Kyle Busch. So, yeah, they got the uh, the A-plus lineup right now, similar to, you know, a decade or so ago when when Hendrick Motorsports really started to take off with Jimmy, Jeff, Casey, and Dale. Exactly. Kyle Ricky from the Motor Racing Network joining us here on WGR's Fast Track. Uh, one more thing, I guess, on the Toyota camp. Kyle, the, the breaking news we're hearing this morning, although I, I'm sure it's been rumored, uh, a second team for Furniture Row in 2017, likely with, with Eric Jones behind the wheel. That's what uh, the tea leaves are saying, apparently. Uh, is this uh, a surprise at all, or, or was this expected to see Furniture Row expand uh, going into next season? No, it's not a surprise. Uh, we've, we've heard it from almost the start of the season. I think the rumbling started to happen. And I think there was a thought that it might happen in time for this year, but I think you know, the judgment was Eric Jones isn't ready for Cup yet. He needs at least one year full-time in the NASCAR Xfinity Series after coming off a, a championship year last year in the Camping World Truck Series. Obviously, he is showing that he can adapt to the cars just as quickly as he adapted to the trucks with all the wins that he has been able to rack up thus far in the Xfinity series, including last night at the Iowa Speedway. 
it's not a big surprise. And, and yeah, I anticipate that announcement here coming pretty soon. And I hear what Tuesday afternoon is, is what I've been you know seeing floating around here this weekend. Kyle, uh, Jeff Gordon starts today uh, in the uh, 24th position, filling in once again for Dale Earnhardt Jr. I keep hearing Jeff reference just how much has changed just from this season to last season that he, you know, he, he's been out of the car for the first half of this season with his retirement, and I just keep hearing him saying how much has changed uh, between last year and this year, and, it, and it, it shows maybe, plus him just getting back to 100%, being back behind the wheel, but uh, he, he seems to have to do a lot of learning here in, in these two starts. Yeah, it really shows you how quickly this sport evolves and how quickly things change, especially last last week at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, his first start of the year since uh, coming out of retirement. Last year they ran the, the big high drag, this huge spoiler on the back of the car. This year they went completely opposite. So last week you know, was probably magnified a little bit because of that. Uh, this weekend, still adapting to the lower downforce aero package that he actually had a little bit of experience with in, I believe, two races last year at Kentucky and Darlington, um, but never here at Pocono Raceway. But, you know, I mean, the sport is constantly changing, and I've heard that, you know, he's having, you know, not a difficult time, but it's taking him a little longer than I think a lot of people anticipated in, in getting comfortable with this new aero package and all the changes that have taken place since uh, he got out of the seat last November. Yeah, it kind of sounds like the issues Tony Stewart had last year. You heard him last year complaining about how the, the cup cars drove like Xfinity cars and it didn't really suit his driving style, and it might be a, a similar thing that uh, Jeff Gordon might be going through. Kyle, uh, before we let you go, uh, what can we look forward to uh, on today's broadcast besides some green flag racing? I know you guys always have some good pre-race coverage. What can we expect to hear here on WGR? Yeah, uh, Kim Kuhn had a really good chat with Kurt Busch about uh, the 2016 season and about some stuff that he's doing off the racetrack. Uh, that's part of our one-on-one, obviously, Kurt, part of that Stuart Haas racing team that uh, has done so well this year as well. Obviously, haven't kept pace with uh, Joe Gibbs Racing, but he's going to give some insight to what they're doing to try to catch up with that team on the racetrack. Uh, also, guys, uh, we'll hear from uh, Kevin Harvick. We'll hear from Martin Truex Jr. and Jeff Gordon. And he's going to talk a little bit about his book that he has coming out here in the next couple of months. So uh, that's going to be part of our pre-race. And then uh, Mike Bagley, Dave Moody, and I will head out to the turns. And hopefully we'll be uh, covering some green flag racing here this afternoon from Pocono. Are you in the the, the uh, Trenton, Indianapolis, or Milwaukee turn today? <laughs> I'll be in the Milwaukee turn, turn number three. Very good, Kyle. We'll be listening here on WGR. Thank you for the time. Uh, stay dry, and hopefully we see some green flag racing today. We appreciate it. It's going to be a good, it's going to be a fun day. All right, Kyle Ricky from the Motor Racing Network. You, as he said, he'll be in turn three for today's broadcast of the uh, Pennsylvania 400 that you'll hear right here on WGR. Coverage gets going at uh, 1.30 this afternoon. When we come back, uh, open segment, if you want to get a phone call in, this will be the time we come back here in about five minutes, uh, 803-0551, We'll also have some comments from Watkins Glen President Michael Prince up, some of the stuff he had to say to Howard Simon on Friday. Plus, we'll take a look. Uh, the 2017 schedules, they had been out. They've been out much earlier than usual this year. But we got the official start times now for uh, for next season's races and some interesting things to talk about concerning that. So uh, all that and plus your phone calls, as I said, 803-0550 when we get back here on Fast Track on WGR. 11.33 here on WGR, Sports Radio 550. I'm pumped for this Ron Howard documentary that is coming out concerning the Beatles. They uh, uh, He's doing a documentary about their touring years that's coming out in September. That sounds really cool. 
and uh, I guess they're going to also show in, it's going to be in theaters, and they're also going to show the uh, the Shea Stadium concert in theaters, but only on the uh, opening day of uh, of the movie. So we'll have to look into that. I think that comes out September fifteenth. And then, of course, just to make us Beatle fans spend more money, they have remastered the uh, the the Live at the Hollywood Bowl album, which has only ever been on vinyl, I believe. And uh, that is coming out on uh, digital formats and, and CDs if you still buy those. So uh, every year, it, it, it's, it's like you think you have everything, and then every year the Beatles manage to find some new product to uh, to make us spend our money on. Last year it was the, the Beatles 1 DVD Blu-ray package, and now this year it's the Live at the Hollywood Bowl in the, uh, the eight days a week uh, documentary with Ron Howard, the, the joys of being a Beatles fan, but it's great. Uh, anyway, 803-0550, uh, welcome back here to WGR's Fast Track. Let's uh, go to the phones and bring in Tony from Clarence. Tony, good morning. Boy, they should bring back some memories. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I went to school with a girl that went up to Toronto to see them in a concert. Mm. She somehow, I don't know how she did it, but she went and got into their one of their rooms oh, where they boy. were actually staying in Toronto and stole the bed sheets. <laughs> the pe- this people, is a true story. I believe you. I, they used to do that and cut it up into little squares and resell them. Apparently, back then. Exactly. I, 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 it's incredible. But I, what I want to say is that well, I thank you for your show. First of all, you gave us something about Kozlowski that no one would have said on any other program. I have never heard such a great, you know, you are very, very outstanding in giving details. I, that was terrific. I really appreciate you. You're welcome. Yeah, okay. Now, my question is this. Jeff, before he went, Jeff Gordon, that is, and went into the 88 car, said, my biggest problem is going to be after the race because I'm going to be extremely sore and, uh, you know, it, from having my muscles in a position that they haven't been in in almost a year. Mm-hmm. Have you, and also, I'll ask you, as a race aficionado, what was what would you think of his driving last week? And secondly, uh, you're talking about his eight hundred. Uh, where would that rank him in the in, uh, starts in the career of a race driver? Uh, Tony, I apologize. I don't have that in front of me, unfortunately. Where that would rank him for most career starts, I will will try before the end of the hour to get that to you. I will I will look into that. That's okay. But thank you for for the call, Tony. But yeah, we we talked about that last week too with Jeff, and uh, as we said, the everybody else he's racing against, they're in pretty much mid season form where they've spent half half the season behind the wheel. While Jeff was making his first start last week in Indianapolis with his previous back issues, that's why he got out of the car. And I did not hear him. I, I didn't see any quotes, at least directly, saying that he felt bad or good or, or how he how he was doing after Indianapolis. But uh, obviously, that will be uh, something else to look into. And but apparently, he is good enough that he says he'll stay behind the wheel uh, of the eighty-eight as long as he is needed, whether it's just after today at Pocono or whether it's next weekend at Watkins Glen or or, the, or Bristol and Michigan and, and so on and so forth. He is uh, for the good of Hendrick Motorsports, where, again, he is a team owner. He is he is, does have an ownership stake in Hendrick Motorsports, so he's just not doing this for, out of the good of his heart. He's helping out something he owns, but uh, he is, he's going to be in for the long haul. Tony, thank you for the phone call. Let's go to John in Erie, PA. John, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Uh yeah, I was at the race uh, last night in Iowa. I'm driving home. Wow. No, not, not, not back to Erie. But that Eric Jones, what a driver. Mm-hmm. 
he's really, really enjoyable to watch. I was rooting for Elliot Sadler. I'm an Elliot Sadler fan, but you know, Eric Jones just drove the wheels off that thing. He he deserves all the credit he's getting. Um, that being said, one one of the biggest issues I have with NASCAR is they have taken the product from the consumer. So I'm driving to Iowa last night, and there's not one AM or FM station that has anything on to do with NASCAR or with NASCAR racing. I'm driving from Iowa today, and I'm heading towards uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. I'm driving along. I can't find one station unless you pay for it. I stay in hotels. They have all the racing on these obscure you know, TV stations and NBCSN. Most of the hotels don't even have this package. They, you know, back, you know, back in the, the, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s, you couldn't get tickets for races like Bristol. And now they're, they're not even sold out. You know, when, when is NASCAR going to give the product back to the consumer? I, I used to go to a race with my wife and kids every year. My kids don't even care now. They don't have favorite drivers. None of them even care. Now, I'm just a small portion, but I would bet that a lot of people agree with me that they've taken the product from the consumer. How, how, what do you mean by they, they've taken it from the consumer? I, I understand your concerns, John, but when you say they've taken it away from the consumer, I would say there is more than ever ways to digest NASCAR on top of the races. Uh, you've got uh, you know you've got NBC Sports Network, you got Fox Sports One, you've got Na- you've got the internet, you've got NASCAR.com, you got Twitter, Facebook, all the digital stuff. How have they taken it away from the consumer? Because I don't have access to that. Let me ask you this then. You, you just had an advertisement while I was waiting online uh-huh. that said that coverage starts at 12.30. I would bet that you don't have it streaming at 12.30 on this station. I will not be able to listen to this stream, right? Uh, Mike, do you know, do our, our MRN broadcasts, are they streamed online? Do you know, Mike? I apologize for not knowing this, but. I believe so. I think it's the NFL that doesn't let anybody do that. Okay. I mean, uh, John, I, well, I'll plead ignorance here. I don't know if our MRN broadcast gets streamed through WGR550.com. Uh, but yeah, if we're, we're going to be broadcasting at, at 1230 when the, the broadcast starts, John. So it should, we should have it. Okay, well, I'll tell you, though, it's, it's, it's not going to be on. I, 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 okay, but I will be very surprised if it's on because, like I said, I travel a lot, and the races are not on anything. They're not on AM. They're not on FM. You've got to have XM radio of, of some you, sort, and I don't know, and I don't have access to that. John, do you know that the Motor Racing Network, they have an app, and they stream all of their broadcasts through their app? No, I did not know that. Okay, yeah, MRN and PRN, they have apps, they have websites, and they stream all of their coverage. In fact, with the MRN app, and boy, I should, I should send this tape to them for this great advertisement, but they do qualifying and practice shows that you can't hear anywhere else only through their app. So you, you get a lot of coverage. If you know, to, and I know it helps if you know to look for it, obviously. You didn't know, but it, it is out there. Okay, okay. I'll have to look at that. I, I will try that as I'm driving towards uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee today. Well, I, I have to say, please, please pull over if you start searching while driving. Do not, do not download apps while driving, John. <laughs> oh, understood. I'll do it during lunch. Hey, John. Actually, I have, I, I have one more question for you. You, uh, it says you're, you're from Erie, PA. How come you chose to go to Iowa for the Xfinity race and not go to Pocono for the Cup and Truck race this weekend? Just, just for my own curiosity. Okay, uh, two things. One, if you've ever been to Pocono track. It sucks. You can get in that place, <laughs> out of that place. If you've got seats that are not that are, that are down low, you can't. All you can see is the rooftops of the cars, 
and they're so far away in the trioval you can't see anything. That being said, because I've been, obviously I've been to that track and mm-hmm. impressed. But that being said, uh, I was working out here, and so I chose to drive from Kansas City, uh, take the three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour John up to Iowa and, and go see the race. Well, very good. Uh, Iowa is, it sounds like a phenomenal track, and I, I want to thank you for, for supporting the standalone Xfinity race last night. Uh, I'm glad you had a good time, and, and uh, thank you for listening to us. Okay, yeah, and, and at Iowa track, if you haven't been there, it is awesome. Very impressive track. Yeah, I've heard. Really good facility. They, they've, you know, Rusty Wallace really knocked that one out of the park when he did that track. So that, that's awesome. Very good. John, thanks for listening. Take care. Okay, thanks for the call. Yep, John. John from Erie PA, although he's out uh, in the Midwest checking things out. Yeah, Iowa is a phenomenal facility, and they do so well with their the standalone truck in Xfinity Series races. But it, so many people wanted to bring a cup race to Iowa, but then what happens to those those standalone Xfinity and, and truck races? It, it seems like whenever a, a track like in Kentucky that held just Xfinity and truck races, you know, when they get a cup date, it it totally cannibalizes their their audiences for the other series events so i guess that is kind of the catch-22 if iowa ever added a cup date what would happen to their other weekends would would people stop to uh, to show up um but i don't see it happening anytime in the near future because of the the five-year agreements that nascar signed with all the current tracks that the, the nascar sprint cup schedule i don't see too many changes happening in the next couple of years and i think iowa will strictly be a uh, stand, an xfinity and truck series track at least for the short term here in the sport also, don't forget NASCAR owns the Iowa Speedway, not not the not the International Speedway Corporation, which is slightly related to NASCAR, owned by the one of the Francis. But uh, NASCAR themselves owns the Iowa Speedway. They bought it when it ran into some financial issues, and uh, that also is something to to keep in mind when you when you consider the future of Iowa Speedway. Uh, real quick, because we're almost up against the break, let's go back to Friday, Mike. Uh, Michael Printup was on with Howard Simon, and uh, he gave an update on how things were after the test this week at Watkins Glen and talked about a couple other things. So here's Michael Printup talking about the uh, test sessions this week at Watkins Glen. You know, we, we just had a test Tuesday and Wednesday, and uh, the only thing they complained about was the tires. They said the Goodyear's weren't prepared yet, or the Goodyear tires weren't prepared for the type of surface. Uh, because IMSA and all the other series and the sports car guys, they raised different tires, Pirelli's, Continentals. They adjusted their tires uh, a little bit more quickly, according to the drivers. So, um, you know, hopefully by this week, Goodyear will obviously bring another compound and they'll be more stickier, or as we say, grippier. You guys have, uh, you know, plenty of races on the schedule each year down at Watkins Glen, but clearly this is the big one in the schedule. What does this weekend, the entire weekend, mean to the track and maybe even beyond that, the community. But for sure, what's the impact of this weekend on your track and the operation of Watkins Glen International? The, the total economic impact, which we just had to be done two years from a group out of Washington, D.C. that specializes in that. From an economical point of view, it's about $170, $175 million uh, total impact just to the uh, to New York State and the region um, because of our draw. I mean, we'll have just under 100,000 people on Sunday at the racetrack. About 35,000, give or take, will be camping. Uh, so we have a huge, huge footprint. We have over 1,800 acres there. So it, it's just, it, it creates a, a big city. I mean, you think of 180, I came from Hamburg, you know, and that, when I was growing up, that was like 50, 55,000. So that's three times the, you know, over the weekend, we'll have, uh, you know, 150,000. That's three times the size of the town of Hamburg. I was curious. I mean, there's a, there are a variety of communities that host the NASCAR races. 
Uh, I'm obviously, I don't know if you guys are the smallest. If you're not, you got to be right there near the top of the list. How, I mean, are the numbers why Watkins Glen year after year after year has been able to maintain and keep the NASCAR race on the schedule? It really has been because it, it, there's a couple things going on. One, media, corporate, and consumer support. We have the, some of the best support out of all 23 of the racetracks. Uh, two, the racing is just phenomenal. And three, it's not just about the racing. You know, the racing, you know, a couple hours a day, let's call it, a, of, let's say, con- con- contest racing, there's practice and qualifying. You know, there's eight hours of racing every day, but two hours of competition. And, and, and you, there, of, there's 22, hour, 22 hours in the day or 22 other hours in the day. But, so it's a festive. It's a party. It, it depends on how you bring it and what you come with. And um, it, It's just you get to have a lot of fun in a big, wide-open area, and it's not all about the racing. Sometimes racing to some people, are, it's number two, and that's fine. We, uh, we promote the big area, so that's what we enjoy. Michael, I'm going to put you on the spot with this next question. You ready for the hot seat? You got it, brother. All right. Would you rather have Dale Jr., First race back from the concussion at Watkins Glen, or Jeff Gordon race again at Watkins Glen. You can't have I'm both. An, I'm an instantly answering today, Jeff Jeff Gordon, because Tony, as you know, is retiring this year. I'll back into it, and Tony has five wins at Watkins Glen, so I think it's fair. And, and Jeff Gordon has four, so Jeff Gordon has a chance to tie Tony, or Tony has a chance to go two up on Jeff. So I think that competition will raise the bar a little bit more. There is Michael Printup from uh, Friday on the Howard Simon Show, uh, talking a little bit about the testing, you know, the economic impact of Watkins Glen, $175 million it brings into the area. That's, uh, that, that's nothing to, to, to sneeze at. And I'd say it, it also trickles down to the short tracks in the area that do bring in, that have an economic, economic impact of some kind, obviously not on a level of Watkins Glen, but you have a, uh, a U.S. Open at Lancaster, a uh, race of champions, Super Dirt Week, uh, any big short track event. It, it does bring an economic impact into the area. Uh, some interesting stuff there, though, from Michael on, on the Glen's impact on the state. And also uh, you heard him say that he'd rather see, hopefully have, not that he wants to see Dale Jr. hurt, but he would love to see Jeff Gordon back at Watkins Glen one more time. And it would be historic because it would be his 800th career start in the sport. All right, we get back. Uh, the local racing roundup will wrap up this week's edition of the program. Some great racing in the area uh, today, tomorrow, and Tuesday uh, in the Niagara region, too. So lots of great dirt racing coming up. We'll talk about that, too, and recap the weekend. We get back here on WGR. Hey, race fans, it's Dave Buchanan for my friends at Batavia Downs. Batavia Downs Gaming is the area's premier entertainment destination and the place just looks phenomenal. They've recently renovated the main entrance and the gaming floor. It's just uh, a great site from the outside and Lots of fun when you get inside. They got a lot of great games, especially all the movie and TV themed games there at Batavia Downs, like The Hangover, Family Guy, Titanic, Michael Jackson's Easy Top, Wheel of Fortune. They've got all sorts of cool games there at Batavia Downs Gaming. And while you're there, stop by 34 Rush. That's Thurman Thomas's sports bar right inside Batavia Downs Gaming. Go inside, uh, have a drink, have a, a bite to eat. They've got delicious food, especially the chicken sandwiches are great. Uh, check out Thurman's memorabilia on display, his Hall of Fame jacket. Uh, his jerseys from his playing days here in Buffalo. It's all on display. Tons of HD TVs. You can check out all of your favorite sports, too, inside 34 Rush. They also have Fortune's Italian Restaurant inside Batavia Downs Gaming as well. Batavia Downs Gaming is open every day from 8 a.m. until 4 a.m., and they're located right off of through exit number 48, right in the middle of Batavia. For more information, be sure to follow Batavia Downs Gaming on Facebook and Twitter for updated info on all promotions and discover why Batavia Downs Gaming is the area's premier entertainment destination and tell them you heard about them right here on Fast Track.
Let's find out who visited Victory Lane this weekend. It's time for the local racing roundup on WGR's Fast Track. And we'll start with Friday night action at Lancaster National Dragway. Big weekend for them. Billy Ryan got the win in top ET. Justin Sass in mod ET. Drew Nearhoof in Bikes and Slides, Mason Fix in Street. Reed Rickinson in Nostalgia Eliminator, and Tony Madonia got the win in top eight. They're racing right now at Lancaster, wrapping up a big weekend. It is their Sunday Nostalgia Weekend. Uh, lots of old-school racing and a car show on the infield, and they are underway right now. No rain in the Lancaster area. I know it's raining to the north, but uh, things are dry and fast in Lancaster this afternoon. Ranceville Speedway on Friday. The Juice, Jared Zambardi got the win in the Patriots Sprint event. Jesse Cotras, third win of the year in the Sportsman. Robbie Johnson got a first career win in the Novice Sportsman. Same for Anthony Hermanson, first win in the Four Bangers. And Ryan Houlihan, first time winner in the Street Stocks Friday at Ranceville. More about the big R in a moment. Uh, Freedom, uh, was, Freedom International Speedway was rained out on Friday. Last night, Genesee Speedway, Bryce Davis got the win in the Crate Late Models. Greg Majewka had a huge $1,000 win in the Sportsman last night over Matt Steffenhagen and Ray Bliss. Butch Zimmerman in the street stocks. Brad Shepard in the mini stocks. Cole Hicks got the win in the Bandits. Holland Speedway last night. They had their big George Decker Memorial Sportsman race. Good field of 22 sportsmen. And no surprise, Patrick Emmerling's big year continues. He got the win over Kirk Totten and Neil Dietz. Uh, another win for Pat Emmerling. I think that gives him about nine wins on the year with the modified and sportsmen's combined. Tommy Catalano got the Jerry Gradle Memorial midget win. Tom Northam in the Chargers. Lou Car- Lewis Carbone in the Hornets. Carl Villardo IV, another legend win. Daryl Phillips in the rookie fours. And Jim Steins in the figure eights. Merrittville Speedway last night in the uh, Modifieds. It was Tim Jones getting the win over father-in-law Pete Bicknell and Eric Rudolph. Mark Fawcett in the Hoosier stocks. Cody McPherson in the sportsman. And novice sportsman, they had a makeup feature that was won by Chris Waters. Joey Harriman's got the regularly scheduled novice sportsman feature. Josh Slider got the win in the Mod Lights. Uh, rain out last night at the uh, the State Line Speedway. I know they got rained out. I didn't see anything from uh, Wyoming County on how things fared out there. Uh, this weekend, next three days, lots of big racing. I know it's a Canadian holiday weekend, so you've got tonight the All Canadian or today the All Canadian Championships at the Humberstone Speedway. Uh, that gets going. Uh, I think they start time trials at three, but if you show up a little bit later, you won't miss any of the the regular on track action for their five divisions. Uh, last weekend at Humberstone, they had the uh, the Go Nuclear Late Models, and uh, Brandon Mowat got the win there last weekend at Humberstone. Tomorrow and Tuesday, the Super Dirt Car Big Block Modifieds come to the Niagara region. Tomorrow, it's the Bob St. Amon Senior Memorial 100 at the Merrittville Speedway, one of the best shows of the year in our region. Uh, the, the presentation, the on-track action, the pasta dinner, it is all phenomenal. Uh, tomorrow at Merrittville uh, on Monday, August the 1st. And then Tuesday, the one of the other big events in our area every year, the 32nd Annual Summer Nationals at the Ransomville Speedway. Super Dirt Car Big Block Modifieds, Street Stocks, Sportsman, and the world-famous Chicken Barbecue beforehand as well, too. So if you like to eat and you like racing, the next two nights are perfect because you got the pasta dinner on Monday at Merrittville, you got the Chicken Barbecue at Ransomville on Tuesday, and you got the Dirt Car Big Block Modifieds both days. Uh, the points in the... Super Dirt Car Modified Series is very close as well, too. You've got Matt Shepard and Stuart Friesen uh, very tightly contested for the series lead, and you also have Billy Decker and Tim Fuller that are in contention still for the championship. So this will be a big couple of nights for the big blocks here up our way 
uh, in their chase for the series championship. So I hope you have a chance to check out uh, either one of those shows or both, uh, Monday at Merrittville and Tuesday at the Big R. Uh, by the way, Ransomville Speedway just debuted. They have a brand-new video scoreboard they just unveiled at Ransomville this past Friday night. It looks amazing. The first uh, racetrack in uh, western New York, southern Ontario, that has its uh, very own uh, video scoreboard. So uh, part of the big investment by the Atwal family up there at Ransomville. So hope you had a chance, have a chance to check out some great racing over the next three days. And uh, if not, you're going to be missing out. Of course, next weekend, Watkins Glen, big weekend for local race fans as well, too. Uh, if you are headed to the Glen, be sure to check in with us next Sunday as we preview the race on next week's show. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next Sunday here on WGR. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.